Hello, this is Bill Bonner, and it's Bill Bonner's podcast on Thursday, the 10th of October, 2019. Well, Wall Street is on the edge of its chair, holding its breath. Yahoo Finance explains why. High-level trade talks between the U.S. and Chinese negotiators are slated to resume in Washington, D.C. on Thursday, that's today providing an opportunity for both sides to make progress on a deal before the next tranches of tariffs on Chinese imports take effect. Well, the stock market is supposed to calmly weigh and assess each company, discounting the expected stream of earnings to present value. Then, every day, in open bid and ask, it discovers what the company is worth. At least that's the idea. Instead, it let's start this paragraph again. At least that's the idea. Instead, it's acting like a mob, listening for rumors and ready to run helter-skelter at any moment. Will trade negotiators strike a deal? Will Jay Powell lower interest rates? Brexit, Iran, Syria, impeachment. What's the latest news? None of these things are likely to have much of an effect on the earnings American businesses can expect. But at this stage, America's late degenerate capitalism has been queered by the Fed's politics, not economics, rules. In the China trade war, for example, we doubted that the Donald would ever go all the way. He's got an election to win. And the trade war is costing each family as much as $1,000 a year, according to some estimates. He needs to claim victory over the Chinese and end the war. But the Chinese may have him over a barrel. They could force him to go full retard in his silly trade war. They're no stranger to politics either. They could spike the negotiations, cause a crash in the U.S. stock market, and bet that a stock market crash would send Mr. Trump back to daytime television. In other words, thanks to the trade war, the Chinese president, and not the U.S. president, may in it be... Let's try that. Let's try that paragraph again. They're no no strangers to politics either. They could spike the negotiations, cause a crash in the U.S. stock market, and bet that a stock market crash would send Mr. Trump back to daytime TV. In other words, thanks to the trade war, the Chinese president, not the U.S. president, may be in a position to decide when the next crisis comes and who wins the next U.S. Oh, geez. Let's try that again. They're no strangers to politics either. They could spike the negotiations, cause a crash in the U.S. stock market, and bet that a stock market crash and recession would send Mr. Trump back to daytime television. In other words, thanks to the trade war, the Chinese president, not the U.S. president, may be in a position to decide when the next crisis comes and who wins the next U.S. election. What a twist! What a turn. What another fine mess we've gotten into. 
Now that would be a risky gambit for the Chinese, and we doubt they'll do it. But who knows what lies ahead? Over the last few days, we've been guessing about it, and herewith a brief resume of what we've found. Our guess is that America peaked out at the end of the last century. Since then, with W's $5 trillion war against Iraq, Obamacare, quantitative easing, a negative real funds rate for the last 10 years, trillion-dollar deficits, $22 trillion in federal debt, fake money, fake interest rates, fake wars, it's all been downhill. The Dow, the flower of American capitalism, has lost more than half its value measured by gold, and the U.S. has slipped by nearly every measure in international rankings. The latest slip came this week. The CNBC headline says it all. Singapore overtakes the U.S. to become world's most competitive country, WEF says. Well, twice so far this century, the markets have rebelled. And twice, the Fed has put down the insurrection with more fake money and even fakier interest rates. And each time, they merely added to the underlying grievance, too much debt. So it's inevitable that Mr. Market will rise up again. If it comes before the 2020 election, it will probably knock Mr. Trump out of the White House. Those swing states that went for him in 2016 will swing the other way when hard times return. This will lead, now start this paragraph again, this will leave the strident know-it-all senator from Massachusetts as president. And what another fine mess. Ms. Warren would be the worst possible president at the worst possible time. Self-confident, sanctimonious, with a plan for everything, she will respond to the coming financial crisis in a predictable but catastrophic way with huge increases in federal spending and much more debt. Mr. Trump would do about the same thing, but he has no ideological bearings to guide him. His advisors would point him in different directions, left, right, north, and south. He would zig and he would zag and countermarch. Let's try that again. Mr. Trump would do about the same thing, but he has no ideological bearings to guide him. His advisors would point him in different directions, left, right, north, south. He would zigzag and countermarch depending on his instincts honed over many years as a leveraged real estate speculator. He will not hold back from borrowing and spending, but he knows that too much debt can get you in a peck of trouble. In either case, with Ms. Warren or Mr. Trump, after the first crisis, a deflationary stock market crash and recession will come. Now, I'll try this paragraph again, too. In either case, after the first crisis, a deflationary stock crash and recession, will come a second crisis caused by the quacks who pretended to cure the first one. It will be an inflationary crisis. Consumer prices will rise, but they won't be the docile well-behaved price increases want by today's policymakers. They will be like uninvited guests at a teenage rave, 
they will soon be breaking the furniture and setting the house on fire. Then what? Call the police. More to come. Thank you.